we're back in. We're back in after that quick exit, you know. God is with you wherever you are, you know. Let's not mess around, you know, in part two. We're, we're getting right down to the, the brass tacks of this, you know. God is with you wherever you are. The streams are rising. The storm is blowing. The wind is beating like never before. But brother and sister, we want to encourage you. We all stand together. We lock shields of faith. Iron sharpens iron. Let's remind ourselves of the title of this podcast. Will you stand in the storm? Simon, we're back in. We're back in, Ben. And yeah, will will you stand in the storm? And we discussed in the previous podcast about two views. We discussed about a worldview, and we come up with some. And these are genuine surveys, and and some, you know, really eye-opening uh, amounts of people who who, who believe in a in a handcrafted, different mm. Jesus to yeah, what yeah. what is one in the Bible. And Jesus clearly said, you know stand on me stand on my word and you will not be shaken or and, and and you will stand firm in the storm so so biblically let's dip in the bible again that's a radical thing to do isn't it? simon <laughs> if you say we're going to open up the bible i think the listeners are going to love it because that's secretly we all want the bible but we're too frightened to talk about it in the church because the church ain't got bibles it's got manuals from Bill Johnson, it's oh. got manuals from Hillsong, it's got manuals from him, it's got manuals from her, it's got manuals from the Pope, it's got manuals from every government under the sun. We've got policies, Simon. We've got to stick to GDPR. We've got bureaucracy. We are the church. Hang on. The church is dead in the UK. The kingdom is alive, and you are kingdom men and women. Let's do something radical. Get let's, back into the Bible. <laughs> let's get do something that will cause a stir in church. Let's get in the Bible. And one guy in the in the Bible, he gets hammered a lot, we know, but he's a great <laughs> example of this. Someone who had this worldview, someone had this view that he could do it by himself. He probably was the... He, he, well, he was the, the strongest disciple that was out there. It's, it's Peter, and, and he's well documented. And if we go into um, uh, Matthew 16, uh, 21 and 22, Ben, you know, it says this. He says, from that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised on the third day. Wow. And he says, then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. But he turned and he said to Peter, get behind me, Satan, you are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but of the things of men. I tell you what, I can't stop smiling. I've just realized what that says. Peter took Jesus aside and had a word with him. That is so much the church today. That is why we're at today, Ben. The church has taken the word of God to the side and gone, we're not going to listen. We're, he rebuked. Come, think about this world. <laughs> Peter took Jesus aside, away. Jesus, you're not right. You've got this wrong. How? Oh, my days. He's, God help me. He's got Jesus, who's the word, in the, the beginning, the was God the of Israel, the king, the, beside him, telling him, he's rebuked him. He's going, don't worry about that, Lord. I, I will never, you know, I'll never let this happen to you. Peter puffed his can, chest out. I can do this in my own. Story. I'm going to die with you. You, you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you ain't going nowhere, Jesus. And we are the church, and we're not living according to your word. What we're going to do is we're going to rebuke your word. We're going to. Re- That's so powerful, isn't it? 
Yeah. Peter rebuked the word. The word is Christ. The word is God. God is the creator of heaven and earth. The church is rebuking the word of God. Well, this ain't going to happen. This because that's what Pete was saying. This ain't happening, Jesus. And, and it's very it, burying its head in the sand, Ben. And you're quite right because doesn't it? That sounds very much like many churches today. We don't want to talk about the cross. Ben. Don't talk to me about the cross. Because don't talk to me about that's Easter. It's an offence, isn't it? You can't. There's children in the building. There, there's men and women. They're tithing really strong. Let, let's make up a a different Jesus. We won't have a cross. We we'll put church. a TV up. We won't. We won't have no Bibles. We'll have. We'll have. We'll have. We'll have other literature. Because if we can't let the world know that we're all sinners, and we're all living by the, we can't. Don't tell them that. Let them know that they are blessed and highly favoured, and they are kings and queens <laughs> in their own territory. Oh, what's that worship song? If it's about the blood, we don't want it. Mate. Don't put. Don't. don't no. Put, no. We no don't we'll have everything else. Well, don't even sing. These are the days of Elijah because it's too prophetic. And we ain't going to tell them there's suffering in the kingdom. Because no, don't talk about the persecuted that won't church. Get a bum on seat, will it? You know, brothers and sisters, <laughs> if you are a Bible believing believer, you might feel very shaken. And I would say, for the last seven years, let's go back seven years, you have been feeling very odd very disconnected from family, from church, from life, from business. You actually are struggling to live life to itself at this moment because the dream that you have been given was a dream of of standing on sand. And when COVID came and the sandbag was split on four corners, the sand collapsed. The church collapsed at COVID. It flatlined at COVID and it's never come back. But what we've got is ministers and churches trying to fill the sandbag up that's been split. You know, the the wine skin is leaking. That's, that's scripture there, Ben. Is you know, don't sew <laughs> a new patch onto an old garment. Don't sew put n- new wine into old wine skins. It was split. Don't put don't don't put don't sand stand on a bag of sand because. No. Because right. the church has been the church in general has been preaching this message of me, myself and I, hasn't it? Yeah. Me, myself and I, and it has done the Peter. <laughs> We're taking the word to the side. Look, come back to the sand the sandbag scenarios, the analogies. Right. The sand uh, the sandbag was split at COVID. And what I mean by that, the four corners of the ton sandbag were split. Right? The sand spilled out. And it collapsed. The church collapsed at COVID. It flatlined, right? But the sandbag that had the concrete in it, when that was cut, it stood at COVID. And what was that? That the concrete that stood is the kingdom of God. So when Boris Johnson turned the key on everything in the UK, he got a Stanley knife and he slit down the four corners of the sandbag of the church and what happened is, is when that sandbag on four corners suddenly opened up and the sand collapsed, what we had after COVID is we got men and women of the church getting their sewing kits out and trying to sew up the sandbag again and putting the sand back in. But they couldn't sew it up enough and it was still leaking. But you can't, you cannot destroy a rock. 
when you think about that, I understand what you're saying with dynamite, but what we're talking about is the rock of all ages, Jesus Christ. And what we have had since COVID, we have had a church that has been getting a sandbag again, the ton sandbag, where it's been split on the corners and trying to sow it. But what we got is them wineskins are split and they are leaking. They are leaking. The church is leaking. The church is trying to put sand back in the bag that is split, that is not fit for purpose, and it will not work. The church has flatlined. But the kingdom of God is that rock of concrete. And brother and sister, don't be spun any more lies. Stand on the rock. Stand on the rock, uh, Ben. And look at the example of Peter, because yet again, in, in Matthew 26, 31 to 33, this is 31, it says Jesus goes, he says, to, he says to them, all of you will be made to stumble because of me this night, because it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after, after I've been <laughs> raised, I will go before you to Galilee. He's turning them. He's this, turning them. This, this is what's happening. This is what's going to happen. And Pete answered and said to him, even if all are made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. That sounds like quite a few preachers I know. Very humble, isn't he? Humble guy. Look, he's, Jesus. He's standing in his own. Don't tell me what is going to happen because I am Peter. I am the preacher. I, I built this mega church. I built it without the word. Isn't it interesting? I built this kingdom without you, Jesus. So what you're telling me, it ain't going to happen. And, and Jesus said to him, Ben, he said, Assuredly I say to you this night, before the ro- rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And Peter said to him, Even though I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. And so said all the church, We will stand with you, Jesus, in the time of persecution. In the world of persecution, the persecuted church in other lands outside of the UK and America and affluent countries, the persecuted church, the last count I looked at was 360 million displaced Christians that are being chased and shot and killed and raped and literally burned alive because of the kingdom of God. I tell you what, when the government says something to the church in the UK, it jumps around like a mad rabbit. If real persecution came to the church in England, we would all scatter like these disciples. Ben, you don't even have to say real persecution because, you know. Yeah, true, true. I know what you're going to say, yeah. You know, a little bit of stuff comes at you, maybe a bit of family stuff or a bit of financial stuff. I'm going back in the cave. I didn't sign up for this. That, I ain't having I didn't that. sign up for that. I ain't having that. This ain't this ain't happening. Yeah, I didn't. You didn't sign with this. No, when, they, I, when I paid Jesus. you my hundred dollars or hundred quid, you know, you sold me blessings. Jesus, I, let me take you to a side a minute. I'm Peter. I'm the minister. I'm the minister of this church. I'm the governor of the church. I'm taking you aside, Jesus, and I'm going to have a word with you. This is this is absolute revelational knowledge, isn't it? Yeah, totally. When Peter took Jesus aside and he rebuked him. Rebuke. But what did God, what did Christ say? When you look at the conversation, Jesus still used Peter. At, oh. the, end, at the end of the story, oh, I know we won't go there yet. Yeah. So brother and sister, there is hope for the church in the UK. Even though the church is rebuking 
and taken the word to the side and trying to change the word to fit Peter's story. Why do you think this story is in the Bible, Ben? It's exactly from what we're talking about because it goes on then to say that Jesus led them into the Garden of Gethsemane and, and uh, he was with Peter, James and John and he said to uh, he said to them, can you just stay here? Watch and, and pray. Watch and pray and I'll go. And <laughs> Ben, <laughs> it's a joke, So 26.40 he goes, then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. Hang on. And the he said to Peter, he just said to Peter, yeah, it's, interesting, Peter. it's interesting why he said it to Peter. He said, what, could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. And he said it to Peter, because just a few lines above, he yeah. said, oh, if all fail, I'll, I'll die with you. If the other <laughs> lot of disciples don't cut it, I'm going to be here, Jesus. But let me take you to a side and tell you this. Your word, your story ain't going to happen. And how often does a church say that? Jesus, your story ain't happening. Peter said to Jesus, what you've just told me, that ain't happening, Jesus. See, what what Peter had formed, he'd formed his own kingdom. kingdom. His own his perception, perception of, of life. He'd seen Jesus heal the sick, feed the five thousand. He thought this was is this was this was uh, the, the the great Messiah who was going to do all things. He didn't. There was no realization of what Jesus was saying. So he completely just didn't even hear what Jesus had to say that he would be dying and then got right rising again. And believe me, um, my friends out there, that. You know this storm. We're in the storm now, and you know the sandbag has been cut. And it's going to get yeah. And honestly, COVID was the the analogy of the two sandbags: one filled and compacted tight with sand, the other one had concrete in it, and the concrete filled the bag, the sand filled the bag. COVID came along and it split the sides of both bags. The concrete stood through covid the kingdom stood and survived but the church that stood on a compacted false rock when the standing life went to the four corners of the bag and cut it the sand collapsed so quickly and it fell with a great crash it fell with a great crash and is and so right now peter is about to fall with a great crash because uh, yeah. Jesus gets arrested. Does he sin? Does he go off and what does what does he do? Does he commit sexual sin? Does he go out and gamble? No, he just denies Jesus. And he's around the fire bin, and we've spoken bin of about life. this on previous podcasts. The fire bin of life. So he's, everyone's around that fire bin, keeping warm. Culture, society. Everyone's around the fire bin. You know Jesus, Simon. Simon, I I, I, see, I see you going to church the other day with a Bible under your arm. I see him. And what does Peter do? He denies. No, you didn't. Three times. And the last time, Ben, as he's. The trying, rooster. As he's trying to get out the door, it was a little girl, a little servant girl. And this is big, strong Peter who said, who, who said previously that I will never leave you. I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight. He's chased off by a little servant girl. And they I come don't up know to the him. man. I don't know the man. I don't, I don't, what are you talking about? And then, and then, bash, Ben, his house collapses and the rooster crows. And he runs out in fear. And he realises, because he fell down and wept, he realises that he had denied Christ. And the fallen, and his house had fallen in, Ben. 
the big thing with this with me is it says that they looked at each other across the courtyard. Imagine that, the eyes of Christ. Now, Peter and Jesus looked at each other back in the text when Peter pulled him aside and rebuked him. There was an eye-to-eyeball conversation. And then suddenly, go up a few more hours, a few hours pressing into where we are now, their eyes locked again. Their eyes spoke the truth, but Jesus did not allow everything that Peter said against the word to stop using him for the kingdom of God. Let me remind you out there, Christ will always welcome us back and Christ prophesied to him, on this man I will use to build the church. But before he built the church, the man had to fall. He had to fall. And this is... And this is so educational for us. It's so revelational mm. for us here that that you know it doesn't matter how strong, how powerful, how much money, you've and how got much lip service you got to to the world. You know, within a second, all that can can go. And know. it's about denial that because that's what this whole text is about. Peter denied Jesus at persecution time. Now the church denies Jesus for such for so many generations because governments have brought policies in, and I've had emails from a from from HR and certain areas of of places of work, and I've never read so much crazy language that the so much is changing within the world of HR from policies from EU from Europe. They're still still affecting us, you know. The world is governed by HR, human resources. See, Ben, you're right. And and but when Peter says denies Jesus to the servant girl, and he says, "I never knew the man." I never knew the man. What probably what he was meaning was not only the do I'm I'm getting away, but I don't know this man because I knew the man I knew was the Messiah. He could. He could do all things. He so his perception. So, so he'd handcrafted his own Jesus. Yeah. And so what's happening now is exactly the same. See, when the true Jesus comes up, and when when we when we know we when we're introduced to a little bit of pain and suffering, when yeah. when stuff is coming and beating it down on our doors, we go, "Well, this is not the Jesus I I, I was following." So this Jesus is getting me out of all this stuff. The true Jesus shows up. We we under we find the tr- I'm not what I'm trying to say here. I've got to be careful. How I present this. The true Jesus in the text that we're looking at, Peter C. When he was in the courtyard and when he come out of the garden, and that frightened him. When you actually see, when I say the true Jesus, Jesus has always been truth. I'm not take t- what I'm trying to say is our perception and our vision changes when fear comes in and the world is crushing us. Peter was being crushed as a man and it made him fearful because he thought his life was going to be threatened if he identified to the kingdom of God. And that's what the church has done. It has been fearful of the Goliath and the perception of what everything is going on. So what has happened? The church has denied Jesus at the fire bin of trouble when actually it should have gone I'm going to stand next to I'm that man. Stand, I'm going to. I'm going see, to stand with Jesus. See, if if you are 
are grounded and crafted in the true Jesus, in the true word, then none of this, you'll see it and you'll perceive it and none of this will shake you because you won't be shaken. You cannot be shaken because hmm. you, you're grounded and crafted. And in 2 Timothy 1.7, Paul says, we're not been given a spirit of fear, Ben, but a spirit of power yeah. and of love and of a sound mind. And, and our minds, if they're truly crafted in Jesus, will see and perceive what's coming, what's coming down, the tracks. down the tracks, you know. And and then, so what happened was, Ben, after Jesus uh, was crucified and then rose again and, and then and then up in the upper room, the, the disciples were touched by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Completely touched. Was, we saw a different Peter. And what's interesting there as well, Simon, that the church don't preach about, it says there the men and women were gathered in prayer. God doesn't leave men and women out. No. Doesn't leave women out. He he brings them together. Yeah, he doesn't. Gender specific, it's not so. a gender specific ministry with Jesus. That the, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the Book of Acts says actually the women were gathered first in prayer. Yeah. Then the men joined joined them. I just want to go back to the fire bin a minute. I know time <laughs> is rushing, but what I've what I've come to understand through this great text is that when fear comes in. You will lie about your faith to protect yourself. How did you come to that conclusion, Ben? The conclusion is because when the third time the rooster crowed, he ran out and he wept bitterly. He knew the true Jesus, but he couldn't he couldn't let the world know around him that he was a Jesus follower. But he really was a Jesus follower, but he allowed the vision of the world and he allowed the viewpoint of the world and he allowed fear to change his vision for a moment. Fear will change your vision for a moment. He ran out of the courtyard, he went and he, he leaned against the wall and he whipped better, bitterly because he knew the truth. He knew the truth, Ben. And we've done, we've got a great book out on fear, haven't we? And we have. Get that I'm fear. too scared to read it. It's too fearful. <laughs> well, I said to someone once, I said, do you want to get rid of that spirit of fear? They said, I'm frightened of getting rid of the spirit of fear. So, so yeah, but we've got a great book out. You get it out on Amazon, Ben. But you're right. So the, the fear and the world, biblical, and the, the world. The two together. So, but when Peter was up, he'd been touched by the Holy Spirit like all the others. It was a different Peter that come out the other side, wasn't it, Ben? Now, this is a, a, a real massive conversation, and we ain't going to be able to do this justice in the time. So when the Holy Spirit lands on a person and God starts to shape you, the world around you will look at you and see there is a change. Your wife, your husband, your brother, your sister, your children, and, and, and your work colleagues, the culture, wherever you are, and look at you and over time think, that person is changing. What is what is different about them? But they won't latch on to the fact that God is drawing you to be the man or the woman he's called you to be. And when God calls you, you look different to the world. One million percent. And look what happened to Peter. So this is an amazing story, and it's an amazing transformation because here we have a man from who a, denied Jesus. From a timid cat. And ran from a little girl. Yeah. To suddenly being with, a lion with, with a touch of the Holy Spirit, standing up before five thousand people, give one of the greatest evangelical gospel messages in the New Testament, and and three thousand people bow the knee to the Lord as a result of that. This is a different person, and 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 so he's 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 stuck with Jesus, and and there's 
uh, loads of text in there's there a when, massive. when Jesus comes back. And what back was he preaching he on? Him. In the last days. The scriptures. He was preaching last days prophecy. He quoted Joel chapter 2. And if anyone tells you what Simon said earlier, the Old Testament is finished, the New Testament preacher that was Holy Spirit filled quoted Joel chapter 2 in the last days. So there you go. So there that that wipes out that everything. Out all that stuff. So the greatest message, the first evangelical, Pentecostal, spirit-filled message was coming from the Old Testament. Praise God. Hallelujah. Think about that. Hallelujah. In the last days, Hallelujah. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Ben, Jesus promised, didn't he, that we won't be overthrown if we stand firm. We've got to stand, brothers, we stand sisters. Firm. We've got an enemy that's out there that wants us to keep us in that worldview. And he's got bad muddle breath. our heads uh, with a confusion, with a nonsense and stuff. And he wants to keep us with without passion. He wants to keep us in a bland, crafted Jesus. who A little uh, tiny world that uh, we live in. A small in. world that we live in that with, with no vision. No vision. And brother and sister, let me tell you this. Jesus will take you to the fire bin. Jesus will take you to the fire bin. Well, you'll be tested. You're and you'll be, be stretched at the fire bin. Yeah. When you're sitting with your work colleagues around the fire bin of life, when you've got the world sitting with you, you go to church. You, you're a Bible believer. Yeah, I am. Now is a time to identify yourself with John Frey Frey. Stand in the storm. Stand on a Bible. Stand with Jesus. Call God into the storm. Call our Heavenly Father into the storm with you, and you will know the truth, Ben. And the truth will set you free. Amen. Take care. God bless. We'll see you soon.